Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Vid Friends Blog Talk Radio Podcast, Living Life and Love. I'm your host, Mark Braxton from sunny Raleigh, North Carolina. Thank you all for listening to our show today. Vid Friends is a national vitiligo support community. For information about vitiligo, Vid Friends, and ways you can support our vitiligo awareness initiative, visit us at www.vitfriends.org. For questions and comments, email us at support at vitfriends.org. Today's show, we will feature Rochelle Yarborough from the Virginia Vitiligo Awareness Movement. Welcome, Rochelle. Hey, Mark. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Can't complain. Football season is in full effect. There's beautiful weather out here. <laughs> and it's yeah. September. That means there are some very special birthdays this month. So I'd like to start off by welcoming, welcome, by, by announcing that yesterday is your birthday, so happy birthday to you. Thank you. Thank you very and much. And so, listen, my birthday is at the end of the month, but I decided not to have a broadcast at the end of the month so I can actually enjoy it. But, Rochelle, so for our listeners today, we're going to really talk about relationships. Um, before we get into it, before I have you start with your story, Rochelle, I do want to share one um, one thing with our listeners. Uh, to let you know, we're not experts at relationships and dating. However, we're experts at living our truth. Um, sharing our personal stories and experiences with relationships and dating while living with vitiligo. So if you hear something that you may not agree with, just remember to our listeners that this is based on our personal experiences and our opinions on dating and living with vitiligo. On that note, Michelle, I'm going to turn it over to you. Share your story. You can talk about when you started with vitiligo and go from there. My vitiligo started when I was 25. So prior to that, high school, you know, young adults, I didn't know what it's like to have to deal with the vitiligo. But I was already involved uh, in a relationship before I got vitiligo. So that was fine. And then when the vitiligo started and I had to deal with what's going on with me, it was it was an, an emotional roller coaster. So the man that I was involved with, had this relationship. I really thought we were going to get married, Uh, but that didn't happen. I think uh, he was having a hard time dealing with what I was having a hard time dealing with. So nevertheless, that relationship ended, and I was devastated because, I mean, I couldn't help what was happening to my skin. It didn't change who I was. You know, I pretty much looked the same other than, you know, getting these spots that just started on my hand at first. And then, you know, just like with anybody, as long as it doesn't get on my face, I'm okay. Then it got on my face, and we just, we broke to start to date with vitiligo, and I didn't know how I was going to do this. So I, yeah, I went through a a period of time where it was a depression, um, contemplated suicide. Uh, I was taking drugs to get up drugs to go to sleep. I wouldn't even look in the mirror, but I had to go to work. And for the first time in my life, and I've always been very sociable, and I still had people around me, but I was so lonely. And I didn't know what that felt like. And then I felt like maybe it was going to get into a depression. So I said, 
I had a few good friends, and they said, well, you maybe you need to meet another guy, you know, meet guys. And it's like nobody, you know, I don't even like the way this stuff looks. So how am I going to expect someone else to like it? I mean, I didn't have the confidence to approach somebody without feeling ugly. I guess that's just bottom line. <laughs> so I, um, you know, my friend said, well, let's, you know, just try to meet. And so this first guy, over time, I was getting my confidence back up. And he was a police officer, so I said, okay, he's used to dealing with people and seeing people, so this might be okay. And we went, we talked, we talked, then we went out, and he talked to me like, I know you're having a hard time, but I'll come over. And he's talking to me like, I guess I was to die or something. I was like, I'm not going to die, but he's, I'm not going to worry about your skin. And it was so self, it was pitiful. So I thought, okay, I do feel bad. What's that? I call that sympathy, sympathy dating. dating with it. But somebody feels yeah. bad for us about our condition. It's like, no, yeah. you're not doing us a favor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's what he, I, I think that's what he thought. And I thought, you know what? I said, I, I can't do this anymore. I said, that, that's enough. You know, we're not going to date anymore. And then I thought, okay, now what am I going to do? So by that time, I'd really um, gotten a very good relationship with Christ. So I was I was saved, and I was going to church, and I had a good church family, and then I met this man at church. So I said, no, this has got to be good. We talked. Uh, he twisted that whole laying on of hands things around. <laughs> so that wasn't going to work <laughs> Mark, I thought, okay, this is not going to work because I'm so self-conscious about my body that, I I mean, I don't want to look at it. I'm not letting you look at it, and we're not doing that. So we left that alone. So I'm just thinking, I'm just not going to date. You know, you have, you got to that point, right? Just don't want to do definitely, it? Definitely, I've been there, yes. Mm-hmm. Just don't want to do it. That's what people don't – right, people don't understand we go through all those different changes where we're okay, we're not okay. I'm okay with my, my yeah. body, I'm not okay. You know, I, I'm okay with how I look, then yeah. I'm not okay. And – yeah. <laughs> Every day could be different. All, all the time, all the time. And then you could be feeling really good, and then you take your shoes off, and you see a big spot on your foot that wasn't there yesterday. <laughs> and it's like, where did right, that come right. from? Sheesh. <laughs> so you know, it, it's it's I'm, a constant. And go ahead. Right. Uh, no, I was gonna say I'm laughing because I'm experiencing that right now, where I, you know, take the socks off. I'm like, there's another spot. It wasn't there, you know, and I'm watching it grow, and I'm thinking, I, but I'm in a different place now where I laugh at it, but I'm like, seriously, yeah. another spot. Yeah, right. And and you and it really wasn't there. I mean, because some people can say, well, maybe it was there. You just didn't notice it. No, it was not there. It was not there. Right. <laughs> and then you look on your cheek, and then when you see that one little spot, you recognize it, said, okay. And then something else happens on another part of your body, and then you look at the other one on your face and it's getting bigger. So it's like, how am I going to date like this? So I just thought, I'm just not, not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I had friends. Uh, I wore makeup. I did all those things. The makeup doesn't look right on women because the the makeup covers the dark spot, but it doesn't cover the light spot. It just, it looks, it's a horrible mess, right, right. but you feel like you're hiding yourself. And, you know, wintertime was the best because you can always wear gloves and scarves. But as soon as that summertime Absolutely. comes and you got to go through it all over again. 
and you know, and Go I ahead. share that with my friends. Like, I love the wintertime for that reason. I can wear my sweaters. I can wear long shirts. I, you know, I can cover mm-hmm. up. The summer, you can't cover up. It's too hot, you know. Um, you, you can. You look ridiculous and, walking around in a coat. <laughs> right. <laughs> Not, it's 100 degrees and you got on a sweater, you know, no. People aren't even staring at your vitiligo. They're probably wondering, why do you have a coat on? You know, why do you have those leather gloves Absolutely. on? And that, I mean, I've done that. And they're like, and I said, I knew people right. were going to stare at me. And my sister's like, well, no, it's because you got gloves on and it's hot outside. So that doesn't work. Right. So, right. The, But where um, it turned for me was I had two friends. Shout out to Calvin and April. Um, They were my friends. And I would go to their house and we would talk. And, I mean, there's only a few places I would go without makeup. And I just did my circle. So she asked me, she said, you know, I have a friend I want you to meet. I said, do I know him? She said, it's not meeting somebody that you already know. I was like, well, then I don't want to meet him. She's like, oh, he's a nice guy. I said, all right, I'll meet him. We, We went over to the house. He came over there. I came over there. And I thought, hmm. He's kind of cute. But I said, I wonder what he's thinking about me. You know, I had this makeup on, and I knew he, he knew I had all this makeup on, but he could see it on my hands. But he never said anything. So we just played cards, and we did this every Friday night for about about a month and a half. And then I, saw, and I thought about it because I was really kind of starting to like him. And I said, you know, let me ask you a question before we even go any further than this, because I, I don't want to deal with this anymore. I said, do you have a problem with my skin? And I looked him straight in his eye. I was waiting to see how he's going to look me straight in the eye. And then his eyes went down, and then they went around, and he said, I didn't know you had a problem with your skin. I was looking at your jeans. Hey, up here, up here, up here. <laughs> so I thought, okay. Well, at least he was being honest. He was being a guy. He was being a guy. <laughs> so, and I and I and I like that. I, that kind of broke, you know, broke the ice. He's very comical, and I said, okay, well, he's gonna this this will be good. So, and that helped my helped me with my self esteem too, because it's like, okay, well, you know, got a few little spots, but you look cute. So we continued to right, go out, right. and you know, it was starting to get a little more serious, and I thought. You know, I don't know how I'm going to do this, but we were very good friends. Um, when I could go out, I would go out. He, he would go with me. Um, the times that I just didn't feel like doing the makeup thing and he would come over. And I just think in dating, just be friends first. Get Let somebody understand that relationship that you have with your friends because he was there as a friend. And I didn't expect to really get so involved in the relationship, but – he, he just, he really helped me out. And um, fast forward that story, it's uh, 23 years later, I did marry him. <laughs> and wow. he, okay. you know, awesome. I looked back at it. <laughs> it is like a love story. So, and he's he's a great guy. And I mean, marriage is not easy by no means. And uh, I can tell you several times I wanted to leave my husband, get out of this marriage, but think about leaving my friend. I couldn't leave my friend. So. Since he is my friend and he's my husband, I'm not going anywhere. We're just going to work this out. And he's, you know, he's uh, he tells people that um, he's he's been with a, uh, I, you know, he goes work. He says, I've been with a black woman and a white woman. My wife, you know, she's cool with that. The guy's <laughs> like, what? <laughs> he said she right. is. He said, yeah. 
She said, really? I need to get a wife like that. <laughs> so, when they had a company outing, and when he met me, he just looked at me, and he looked at my husband. He's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> right. So, it just, you got you got to laugh with some of it. And, and in you this day laugh, and time, yes. you, you have to. You, you have to, and you have to smile, and you have to let your personality come through because it's what people are seeing is really not your skin if, if, you, if you just carry yourself with the confidence. But you have to build up to that, and people just have to be patient with us. You know? Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, we have so much yeah. um, support now than when I had back in the 90s, I mean, with all the social media, right. this talk show. Um, the groups is just I don't know when I mean when I is it different I think it's different when a man looks at a woman now on your side of it as far as dating how are women because we can be a little vain yeah. about them yeah I, I've <laughs> I've had some um, interesting um, dating situations I, I just call them situations you know I, I was married as well um, but the one thing, and I spoke about it in another podcast, the one thing I kept hearing is that it didn't bother them. And I get it, but it was bothering me, and that was my issue, my challenges, you know. And I would always say, can you please be patient? And I think that was the biggest issue. A lot of people are not patient enough to figure out what's going on with you for real, you know, which is vitiligo, yeah. or patient yeah. enough for you to reach that next level where you accept yourself. Um, and, I, and I've been through the sympathy dating, um, and it's not good. I mean, somebody, somebody thinks they're mm-hmm. helping you by going out with you. You're not, you're not helping me. Right. I mean, either you like me or you don't, you know. Um, right. But right. if you want to go out with me just because I have vitiligo and it makes you feel like it makes me feel good because, you know, you're okay and I'm not, no, no, just leave me alone. <laughs> you know, let me stay at home by yeah. myself. I'm good. Right. And um, it's so annoying. But, yeah. It is, um, but I, I am learning that when you have accepted your skin and you love your skin, then the people you meet that are supposed to be your life, they're going to love you for who you are. They're not going to look at you any differently. Um, and, I, you know, I had just started a new relationship, and, you know, I can openly talk to her about my vitiligo, you know, about how it's changing, what it's doing, and, not one time have I ever felt, oh, she's only with me because she feels sympathy for me or because, you know, it, I just it's always been a great feeling. Like, we have developed that friendship first, yeah. and that was very important. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And that I can come to her and just say, you know what, hey, there's another spot. And I can joke about it. Look, there's a spot. Yeah. Not everybody yeah. handles that well, you know. No. No, they don't. And, I mean, that's I, – I think because I've gotten to – where I am now, I ha- when I have to remember, I remember I was there. It's a long time ago, but I have not forgotten um, to be compassionate for people that are just, you know, starting this. And I think when when my vitiligo, when it was at my worst, I, the thing I hated to hear people say is, you can't even see it. That's a lie. You can't see it. You just right, love me right. anyway. So don't say you can't see it because then you're blind or, you know, <laughs> right. okay, I'm, I might be having a little pity party that day because even now I don't, right. some days I don't, don't, I never really loved it. And I know um, I didn't actually embrace it because when I dream, 
I still dream and my face is brown. I have never had a dream right. where I've right. seen the light on my face. <laughs> right. Yeah. Never. And, and you know, never it's had. funny that you that you mentioned um, how people say they don't see it, and I and I have that same reaction. Like, right? Like, are you blind? <laughs> Seriously? And and I yeah. actually said to a coworker who said that to me, she said, you know, I never noticed, and I'm like. Am I invisible to you? Seriously, you don't see my vitiligo. I'm like, I'm talking to you right now, and if I reach out my hand, you see it. I have on short sleeves. I see it. I know you see it. Well, then she had to kind of walk it back. Well, it do, it doesn't make who you are. I said, thank you. It doesn't make me who okay, I am. Say However, that. don't say you don't see it, you know. Right. It's very visible. Yeah, to me. yeah and it is. And, it, it, and the I, darker I, your skin, I, I the more visible. Right. Absolutely, absolutely. But I think people sometimes try to avoid acknowledging it or saying, oh, they have vitiligo, or they might not even know what it is anyway, you know. But I always say, like, if you're curious, you want to know, for myself, you can ask me. But I wasn't always there. Like, I wasn't always at that point. You can talk to me about it. But I'm at that point now. If you want to know, just ask, you know. Or, better yet, if you really want to know, go to the internet. Research, you know, yeah. is there. You know, if you want to know about vitiligo, it's all that information is there. Um, but I also oh. say to people, you know, knowing somebody with vitiligo, loving somebody with vitiligo is a unique experience because you'll never meet another person like them unless they have vitiligo. No, nope. you know, um, nope. we look unique. We are unique people. We live <laughs> in a, a in a world that's very unique. And also in a world that's considered normal. And, you know, we do all the things that everybody else would do, you know. Um, right. But, we, you know, and, it's, I feel like, and I've, and I've said this to someone, not trying to be vain, but I said, you know, I'm your loss. You, you lost me. I didn't lose you. You know, you broke up with <laughs> me. I'm right. good. You'll never find another person like me, you know. And I, I went there because that's how I felt at the time. Now, yeah. years ago, I probably couldn't have said that, <laughs> you know. No. No, no. And I, I think I was speaking somewhere, and they were talking, and I was showing pictures, and I said, this is the way it was. And, and they said, oh, my goodness. I said, yeah. I, I mean, I didn't always look as beautiful as I look now. So I used to look like right. that. <laughs> so I have to, right, I have to do right. that. But I would say to somebody interested, and maybe you you are single, and you are looking at this person that has vitiligo, and you are generally attracted to them, but you don't know how to approach them. Now, I would say, right. you know, acknowledge that you know it. And for I think it's, it's right. kind of like the expected of me when somebody, not in that kind of way, but when they say, oh, you have vitiligo, and they say it, and they know it, and they're just saying it, and say, oh, and it's right. beautiful. And they just keep it moving. Right. I was like, whoa. And then I chased. I said, "Wait a minute! Right. Do you know somebody with vitiligo? How do you know this?" <laughs> right. Like, oh yeah. Now, you know, I been, right. I've been on the other side of it where it comes off a little creepy. Um, oh. I was at Barnes and Nobles one day, you know, checking out, and the lady at the register, you know, she just kept staring at me, and I'm like, "Okay, why is she staring at me?" You know, and I get it. She kept looking at my hands, and then she rang me up, and she said, "Um." I love your skin. And I was like, uh, oh. thank you. Oh. <laughs> you know, it caught me off yeah. guard because 
and see, I think she was fishing for more of a conversation, but I'm like, no, I just want to pay for my books and leave. Yeah. You know, I'm not here for yeah. a day, you know, <laughs> but, but I get it. Yeah. If somebody you likes you, they're going to like you regardless. Right. 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 Um, I mean, you can and, acknowledge and, it and because just for, you see it. Right. Now, for our listeners out there, because we know we do have um, brothers and sisters in our community that are still struggling, you know, and I understand that. And it is a process um, to accept it, you know, and it could be a long process for some. For some it's short. Mm-hmm. It all depends on your support system, where you're at with yourself, you know, so it's a lot of different factors. But just know that you are beautiful inside and out, you know, and that's mm-hmm. what's important. Oh, absolutely. And and then people will be patient with you. If, if they're not patient, right. then you, you don't want to waste your time there. If you have to keep trying to struggle to do that just to get past this, what about other regular things, right. you know, that, you know, right. this doesn't make me, like you said, it doesn't define who I am. It's just something that I happen to have. But the odd thing about it is if I was in a room full of people, with um, people that have mental disorders clearly in their head or they mm-hmm. talk to people or whatever it is that they have in their mind, you would look at me first and judge because I look different. Right. But you want right. to go, you don't want to talk to this person here because you're not going to quite understand what they're saying, but you won't even give me a chance because this is all over me and you want to keep looking up and down and, you know, what is that? And the right. creepy thing, like if you're talking Absolutely. about creepy, the guy asked me, you know, um, I just want to ask you something. You are real, you know, you look good. That, I said, that hey. question. He said, is, is, is it all over? What? That, that question, I knew it. <laughs> and, and for people out there listening, you know, we're going to keep it PG. Yes, for a lot of us, it's all over. It, it's all over, it, <laughs> you know. <laughs> it, I mean, you oh, you, boy, you yeah. Sometimes before I wouldn't laugh, I'd almost get first. I'm, I'm even questioning your intellect. It's it's skin. It's the right. biggest organ on your body. If it's on this part, right. oh, I can't believe you asked that. And if that <laughs> was a pickup line, you might as well just take that one with you. That didn't work. We're not dating. <laughs> right. Now I had an interesting um, conversation with a friend of mine from college. Um, I had posted something a while back in. February, I think, and we kind of talked to, I'm going to talk about the the story, Um, and she asked me, she said, are there any books about vitiligo and dating, and I told her I didn't know of any, and at at this time, there could be, you know, like actual books about, you know, vitiligo and dating, I'm sure there are articles, Um, but I said, well, the books I have are mainly about bullies and, you know, some research from doctors and things, so she said to me, well, write, write a story. To write your story, you know, and I'm like, oh, I'm not write the story now. I do write poetry, mm-hmm. and, and that's what she said. Well, you write poetry a lot, so why don't you write a story about vitiligo and love? And I'm like, I'm not writing a story about vitiligo and love. You know, I'm not doing that. And she said, No, <laughs> seriously, write it. So I did, and, and we we've, we've talked about it. Um, so for our yeah. listeners, I do have a a, a short story on Amazon. It's called The Patterns of Love. And really what it's about, it's about having vitiligo, dating, sharing your truth, and in the actual story, I'm going to share it's a fiction, nonfiction, because it's based on my dating experience. However, 
you know, once the other characters are introduced, it's all fake. Um, none of it's real. It's all made up. But it still deals with, you know, the challenges of having vitiligo and dating and also how you could overcome that within the, you know, a friendship um, or the newly developing relationship. And also in the story, mm-hmm. there's a twist to it. So once you read it, it's called Patterns for a Reason, not just because of our skin-developed patterns, but our relationships are patterns, you know. Sometimes we choose the yeah. same type of people based on what we like and all this. And, and and there's some little Easter eggs in the story. If you ever read it from the title to how some things are written, there are patterns to everything in the story itself. But I will feel like we have to sometimes write our story so people can understand it, to know. Um, we get this conversation in our circles, like we're talking now, and like our listeners are hearing it. We have our meetings, and, you know, we talk in the circles and have the understanding, but people outside of it don't always get that information, you know. Right. They don't always realize that I, we are very I really talented people. It. It with special relatable. people, we're unique people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. That was great. And, I, I, and it was just me being honest. It, it was so spot on. I will post I, it again. I love it. Well, thank you, thank you. And all I was doing was just talking about my journey. Like, we're talking now, your story, that is your story. You know, uh, we all have a story, and we all should tell our story. You know, it's not always going to be pretty. There are going to be those hard moments, you know, um, mm-hmm. that are jaw-dropping. You know, oh, my gosh, you went through that. You know, and people are shocked sometimes. Yeah. No, we're, we're humans. We go through stuff, you know. Yeah. And I didn't like to, when I was talking to someone about it, when it was that low point where I felt like I didn't want to live anymore, and then I started turning to different types of drugs and pills and right. things to stay awake. And I wasn't going to say that, but it's, it's, what, I, it's what happened. And right. I, it, it's, just, it's, a, it's my story, and it, needs, it does need to be right. told. I, the, the, the patterns of love. It, it is a is a wonderful. It, it, we can all, as a, adults with vitiligo and dating, can relate to some of the parts in your story. So that's why I, I enjoyed it, and I'm waiting for the next one, Mark. Come on now. <laughs> I, I'm still I'm still writing. I'm, I'm getting there. It, it's it's a uh, story that fits within the story, so it just takes me a minute to write. And, Right now, with everything going on, I'm at a mind block. I'm like, oh, I don't feel like writing today. Oh, I don't feel like writing. But I'll pick it up again because I do want to have it finished and um, put it out there. Because, like I said, we all have stories to share. And if we never share them, people would not know. You know, we understand about the bullying aspect. We go through it. We understand about, you know, having to really love yourself. But we also need to not just us, but other people need to know we are lovable people. We like relationships, you know. Why can't we be in the next and, love story and, and be featured, you know? And the touchy part. Now we must be the – I will touch anybody. My husband said, stop touching the man in Walmart. Why are you touching? <laughs> this was before, 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 right. before the pandemic, six feet. But I'm just – I've always liked a hug. I've always – just been right. like that, and I just realized it's like that because for so long, you know, changes drop. People are sitting on the other side of the room or on the other side of the elevator. Right. But right. You know, now, hmm, I love a good touch. You guys don't start touching right. me and stuff because it's weird. 
<laughs> we need it. We need those hugs. I understand people are fearful, and yeah. but but we need it. You know that yeah. that makes you feel good inside. And you know, and for our listeners, and for our listeners out there, you know, just make sure you get a hug from somebody. You know, you can't fear everybody. Yeah. Um, right. And this is a fearful yeah. time, and I do feel like with our uh, community. We get the extra stares, not just because we got on the mask. And now we got the skin showing and all that. Um, but you know, oh, let's continue no. to love each other, love others, and let others love you. That's very important. Amen. Any any last words you have, Rochelle? Because we are almost at the end of our journey here. No, I just want to thank you for um, giving me the opportunity. And it is, uh, you didn't want to do it at the end of the month on your birthday, but I have had a fabulous birthday weekend, and I'm going to end it today awesome, awesome. with my friends. I, I got a lot of people to call in, so I don't know if you can see that. I tell them to listen in, and um, it was going to be a great show. And if you find yourself looking at somebody and wanting to fall in love with somebody that has little like them, take a chance. It'll be the best thing you've ever done. Oh, yes. And, and I hope my listeners are listening to that. Best thing you could ever do. Mm-hmm. And my friend, I know you're listening in. That's right. The best thing they've ever done. But for our listeners out there, I'd like to thank you for um, joining in and listening to our conversation. Um, Well, I have to end the show, but everybody have a great Sunday. And Rochelle, once again, thank you for coming out, and happy birthday.